The Cannabis Heals Me Podcast, Episode 28. You're listening to the Cannabis Heals Me Podcast, where we explore the real stories of real people who have discovered the profound healing properties of the cannabis plant in their own lives. Find more at CannabisHealsMe.com. Cannabis Heals Me podcast is brought to you by The Grow CFO for all your cannabis accounting and tax needs. Find out more information at www.thegrowcfo.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Cannabis Heals Me podcast. I am your host, Rachel Kennerly, and we are recording once again from the Storybook Inn Studios. We are so pleased that you're here, thankful that you have decided to join us and spend a little time with us. Thankful that you guys are continuing to promote and share the show for us. We're again, we're our numbers are growing and we're continuing to pick up more and more subscribers. So we're glad to hear that. Speaking of subscribing, if you haven't done that already, go ahead and click the subscribe button on your podcast app so that your phone or whatever device you have will automatically download the episodes as they're posted. And go out and check out our website at cannabishealsme.com. Get signed up for our newsletter. We send out an email before each episode drops and tell you a little bit more about it. And it's not exactly the same information that we post on our Facebook page. And make sure that we have original content there. And, you know, sometimes they're kind of funny. Or at least I think they are. I crack myself up, but have kind of a warped sense of humor. So if you'll go out and sign up for that email newsletter, it will give us a way to contact you directly without having to worry about being shadow banned or getting kicked off a platform. We'll be able to tell you anytime a new episode comes out. Or if there's any other cannabis-related news that we want to get out to you on a quicker basis than having to worry about putting it out on social media, we can send you an email and it'll be sitting there on in your inbox waiting for you, not lost in the hundreds of Facebook friend posts. If you have not done so already, I I want to encourage you to take our tell three people challenge and what we're doing with that is we're asking you to tell three people about the show if you are enjoying the content that we're putting out and I'm assuming that you probably are since you're here listening today or maybe this is your first time to listen and if you enjoy the show today then I would encourage you to tell three people about it and if you're feeling particularly plucky then maybe you can tell a that third person that you tell is someone who is kind of on the fence about prohibition or who flat out believes that prohibition is the way that we should keep going. And if you think that they might be open and receptive to hearing the story of someone who has used cannabis as medicine, you can share this show with them and see if that will change their perspective. They won't think that this plant is just about getting high. It's, it's about so much more than that. And the federal government shouldn't be telling us what we put in our bodies. So go ahead and share the show with three people if you have not done so already. And for those of you who have, and for those of you who have gone above and beyond the call of duty, I truly appreciate it. Again, like I've said before, we're seeing our numbers start to grow and that's very encouraging. We want to get these stories out and reach more people and tell them about the miracle that is the plant of cannabis. 
Our guest today, I'm excited to introduce our guest today, is Nico Morillo. She is one of the co-founders of a new organization called Texans for Safe Access. And they are the kind of the Texas chapter of Americans for Safe Access. And they're an organization that, that promotes cannabis and people being able to access cannabis so they can use it for medical purposes. So uh, I'm not going to say, say a whole lot about it. I'll let Nico tell you in our interview today. And let us know what you think about it and and go out and like the Texans for Safe Access page and get in touch with them. They're going to have some really cool stuff going on. So I encourage you to go ahead and start getting involved in this. If, If cannabis as medicine is something that interests you or legalization is something that interests you, then I encourage you to get involved in organizations like Texans for Safe Access. So without further blabbering on my part, here is Nico. Nico, welcome to the program. We're glad to have you on today to talk about Texans for Safe Access and any other topics that may come up along the way. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel, and I'm so excited to be here to talk to you about Texans for Safe Access, which is a mouthful, so we like to call ourselves TSA or TESA, which is kind of like Tesla without the L, but um, TSA is easy, and so we're really excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, tell me a little bit about Texas Texans for Safe Access. Now, this is a new organization, correct? Well, it's a new organization here in Texas, but um, Texas for Safe Access is actually a chapter of a national nonprofit um, organization called Americans for Safe Access, or ASA. And ASA was founded back in 2002 by a medical cannabis patient uh, named Steph Schreer. And she's created ASA as a vehicle for patients to advocate for the acceptance of cannabis as medicine. And ASA has over 100,000 active members in all 50 states. And um, it just goes without saying that it's the largest national member-based organization. Um, And it's a collection of patients, medical professionals, scientists, and citizens who all promote safe and legal access to cannabis uh, for therapeutic use and research. So, um, yeah. Uh, And I wanted to say, you know, ensuring safe access means many, many things. But, um, you know, for Americans for Safe Access, legal access means that international, federal, and state laws and regulations recognize cannabis as a legal medicine, and that medical professionals can recommend medical marijuana uh, or medical cannabis options as frontline treatment options or adjacent therapy. Um, You know, patients and caretakers have the information that they need to make educated choices about medical cannabis therapies, and that um, patients and medical professionals can incorporate a diverse group of products and delivery methods to create the required personalized treatment regimen. And also that patients can trust labels on products and that the medicines are free of pesticides and contaminants goes without saying. Um, But most importantly, that medical cannabis treatments are covered by insurance. Now, you guys have actually started a video series. Is that correct? Yes, we have. So, you know, part of our um, desire to bring this chapter to Texas was really that we felt that the patients needed it. And that's why we were really excited to see what you were working on with your podcast, because it falls right in line with our desire to get patient testimonials out. Uh, We really feel that these testimonials are are the most impactful, not only to our leaders, but to our community, because people can relate to these stories. Um, You know, and and TSA has a desire to work directly with our community and help find the ones that are seeking that education about medical cannabis 
So, you know, we wanted to be able to give the patients a voice in this movement and to help empower them to take control of their health and wellness and also to be able to speak to the leaders about, you know, what they're going through and how cannabis may help their life. And so we've started to um, do this by, we launched a small online survey where patients were able to fill out an online um, form and also fill in their testimonial and also to see if they needed help on um, completing their testimonial. So we were able to help several patients draft those and and empower them to go down to the capitals and speak to the legislators during the session. So That's great. Yeah, yeah, I think that it really showed how eager and, and how empower, and, and powerful testimonials can be for patients' voice and also for uh, this movement. So, um, you know, the second part to this objective is is what I want to do with um, with you and, and your podcast and, and getting out the message of patient stories and, and what Texas for Safe Access is and what we represent. And, and we really are patient-focused forward first. You know, our um, desires are to find the, the patients within our community that um, are, are not in our direct circles right now that are seeking questions that may be within our own uh, network, within our own ministries or within our own circles that we can um, help get them the information that they need. So um, this video testimonial has taken place um, actually in my house. I have a small studio set up and, and that's how advocacy works, right? Yeah, you know, it does. Done in home. Yeah, it's grass, grass, ground roots, grassroots. And and so I have a small studio set up here, and, and patients come here and share their testimony um, on video, and, and we're looking to put all of that content online um, as we build out our website, and that's kind of our, our main objective as we go into fundraising. Um, and, and so we've actually been able to um, secure the funds for our website, which will be up hopefully in the next few months. And and I wanted to thank the Texas Coalition for Compassionate Care Board for that donation. Um, their donation will pay for their the website. And um, that donation was really led by um, a, several people, but a, a lady named Belinda Williams and Teresa Garcia, or known as Sky, they were part of what made it possible. And, and Teresa unfortunately passed away oh, no. back in August of 2015 from cancer. I never met her, but but she was a leader in this cause, mm -hmm. and we continue to carry on that legacy by making sure that these funds and every cent is accounted for and that the gift is passed on to something that is a tangible resource for our patients. So that's, that's what that donation would be used for. We're really excited about our online objectives, and that's what the video testimonials will be part of. It's really to get the um, stories out and so people can come in. It's really to create that safe community yeah safe access, and that's what the message of Texans for Safe Access is. Um, so anybody that hasn't connected with us, um, the best place, of course, is Facebook. That's where everybody knows this movement is, is going mm -hmm. on. Um, but also we have a, a website that's currently being worked on, um, and that website's txsafeaccess.org. Again, it's txsafeaccess.org. Okay. And we'll be building that out soon, you know, in the few months as we as we gain momentum. Um, and of course, if you haven't checked out the national website, safeaccessnow.org, it's an incredible website. And and really, why we chose to bring um, this chapter here was because of uh, of all of the resources and content that the national team has already provided free to the patient. You can go on their website today and find an incredible amount of resources. And and we were highly impressed with that. And 
You know, for example, they have a, a medical tab that if you go into the medical tab and look at the resources for patients, you can go down and look at medical condition booklets. Now, these booklets talk about specific illnesses and how you can treat those with cannabis. Oh, wow. And, yeah, it's a pretty amazing, but it also includes recipes um, because for making your own can of butter mm -hmm. and because, you know, uh, regulated medicine is very expensive and being able to grow and make your own medicine is and really the only way to provide access to all patients. So, um, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, myself and my family when I say that, because I grew up in a, on a small family farm down, you know, some windy dirt road off of some county road. And, and how does that access and that community access this medicine, you know? So the conversation needs to change, and, and we're excited to see what happens in uh, this coming in this current legislative session so we can get to work on what we feel is best moving forward. Um, so I, di I did want to talk about a little bit about um, a study that I saw at the NCBI website, which is the National Center for Biotechnology Information. Um, at that website, you can find a case study where a 66-year-old man died from a fungal infection. Uh, which came from unsterilized medical marijuana. I, I think I saw that. Wasn't he like a retired, like recently retired or something like that? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, people really are seeking wellness and health here. So, you know, we know that medical patients have compromised systems and making sure that laboratories are being held accountable to that testing is imperative, you know, because the most vulnerable are wanting to use this. The growers, processors, manufacturers, and distributors need to understand the severity of contaminated products because it goes way beyond, you know, if I grew this in my home organically, if you have a home grow, pro home grow program established in your, in your state. You know, this is a testing system that needs to be available to not only license grow, oh, licensee owners, but also home growers, you know, so they can send in their medicine and have it tested to make sure that they are indeed um, ingesting and eating safe medicine. So, so that should be available to both um, in, if you have those programs established in your state. So, um, anyways, that's. That's kind of all I wanted to say about the NCBI website. It, it is important that we, we have safe medicine because sick and compromised um, immune systems are at the top of, our, of, of the topics when, it, when you're talking about safe access. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a huge need for, and I'm a libertarian, so I don't really think the government does the best job at regulating things, but I think there is a need for maybe an independent body to come in and, and provide some oversight or some standards, kind of like the, the non-GMO um, project, you know, something similar to that for cannabis would be nice. Yeah, I know that um, National ASA is working with a laboratory called ICCI that's based out of Prague and and it's to set up laboratory testing standards mm -hmm. as an umbrella so everybody's operating underneath the same standards yeah. and and you know I don't know too much detail I would I would love to bring another girl into the conversation that could tell more about what they have in, in store but I do know that um, that national ASA is is thinking about uh, you know these topics and laboratory testing and understands that um, safe access means uh, many 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 mm -hmm. things. Um, so I also um, wanted just to talk a little bit about um, our 
our monthly meetings that we're going to be scheduling and where our current nonprofit status is. Okay, great. People are saying, well, how do, you know, how do we, how do we learn more? How do we find you? And, and so we have, we are waiting for our official nonprofit status to take effect. Um, we filed, filed our 1023 and we would hope to become official in the next few months. And so the patient testimonial objective and the video objective are things that we're working on right now to just gain momentum. Um, but as soon as we get our nonprofit status official, we will begin to host regular monthly meetings at a nonprofit facility um, in, in downtown Dallas called the Meadows Conference Center. It's a beautiful facility. And we will make those meetings available online for patients who um, are unable to physically attend our meetings because we know most of them simply can't. Yeah, that's great. It. Yeah, so, you know, with the survey objective, we were able to uh, see that many, many of our patients are on fixed incomes mm -hmm. and, and affording basic necessities can be difficult. So, uh, you know, a lot of the patients feel enabled within the medical system where even the smallest moves to gain some independence can kick them off a of disability. Um, many, of, many patients don't have the caretakers to help them travel or watch patients so they can attend mm -hmm. um, events. And, and beyond that, Texas is so large. You know, we have to change the way that we do community outreach. And, and we really feel that we're in a technological era that um, sharing patient stories is the best way to get their information out, just like, you know, you. So, so we're glad to, to be on the same um, road together. How many videos have y'all recorded so far? So far, we have recorded about, I think, a dozen videos, right, un right under a dozen That's videos. Great. And uh, yeah, so we're really excited about that project. And we would anticipate that the public should start seeing the result of those um, this summer. So yeah, that's so really excited. Yeah. And those will be available on the website when y'all get that up and rolling, correct? And probably on Facebook too, right? A absolutely. It's uh, Yeah, that website is, again, txsafeaccess.org, txsafeaccess.org. So you'll go there. Right now it's just a page coming soon. Um, but the best place to kind of check us out and see, you know, really where we started from, see some videos of some of our founders, Mark and Christy Zartler, is to go to our GoFundMe um, campaign. And that's just an open campaign for getting the chapter up. We have a lot of our financials shared in there and objectives of what we're doing. And, and now that we have that great donation from the, the Texas Coalition for Compassionate Care, we um, can mark off our website. But, yeah. you know... Um, anybody that understands the movement understands that it takes money to um, do any activity. And so, uh, you know, we just aim to be fully transparent in our activities and, and to work with our community and to work with the members. And, um, and ASA, as well as TSA, encourages member uh, participation. And, and that comes through um, being active at our meetings. And, and, you know, online, we can even monitor a lot of that online to where if you're active, you can be a voting member. Mm -hmm. You can create action teams and become involved at a level to where you have interest. So an action team would be um, if, you, if you have interest in a veteran or PTSD or seniors, autism spectrum, any of those or ministry work, any of those then you come in as um, an active member and manage uh, projects that you run through the board and together collaboratively we support those objectives. Um, you know, so that's where you can really bring in the community and build out a vibrant community that's safe and that support each other. And I think that's really what safe access is and that's really what we wanna bring to Texas. Well, that sounds great. I, I really love that y'all are doing the videos. I, 
I've always wanted, I, I've wanted to do videos in addition to the podcast, but I don't have that technical capability. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I, if I necessarily do either, but I just feel that um, it's needed and, and I'm just taking one step at a time. So I'm just really happy to be here and to represent um, the patient community. Mm -hmm. I, I understand uh, the complications of the teacup and and I understand that regulated medicine does not make it more affordable or accessible right. to patients. And so I just feel that the conversations need to change and I welcome patients to find us and to message me and reach out to me. If you wanna be included on our video testimonial objective, please reach out to me and let me know, um, you know, and we're here for you and, and um, just really glad to be here. Thank you so much for giving us a voice oh, absolutely. and sharing, yeah, sharing our message. Well, how did you get involved with Texans, uh, Texans for Safe Access. I got into this industry as an entrepreneur. I, I'm a chef of 20 years, product development chef, and and so I really did come in as an entrepreneur and um, ended up applying to the teacup, and and so I am on that list as a licensee applicant, and and just um, as I went through, understood what the regulations were, wanted to do more, wanted to work with patients, knew I I brought in a unique perspective and. And it just um, led to me really being revealed to my to my true destiny, which is patient outreach. Yeah. I um, I didn't know that that's what it was going into it, but now I do, and so I just I feel really blessed to be here, and that it is the path that's been chosen for me. So, um, you know, I continue to to fight for patience as uh, you know as I've always done silently, and and now more publicly, and I think that's what the calling has been. But um, definitely as an entrepreneur, but I see now how regulated this um this license is going to be and and so my challenge now is to make sure that um the patients are not left behind right. and um so so things have shifted and changed a little bit um but aside from that i um you know i have been a advocate for this plant um since my high school years and uh, you know i think that we're all here together on a path of of healing and wellness yeah. and and we all kind of found um concentrates and edibles and medical marijuana together. So um, it's been really incredible to hear the stories of healing that have all been taking place yeah. um, and and people really on the same path and um, being aware of of the truth. And, and I think that gaining your health back, becoming your own medical advocate and being aware of that pharmaceuticals and MD directed medicine aren't always the you know the the only choice right. you know, and and I never want to discredit MD directed medicine. Yeah. I, I think the time and place for it, but I think in um, in many ways that when you think of natural medicine and plant medicine, those are some of the most ancient forms of of medicines out there and the most highly respected because they come from our earth and um, and are so complex and adapted that. We will never understand the true full benefits of, of the plants. And, and as much as we complicate it through rules and regulations, the more that we take away from the authenticity of the of the medicinal powers of them. Yeah, so, yeah I'm with you yeah. on that. Yeah. I guess you have the benefit of, of being kind of a long time. I guess you have the benefit of not having bought the uh, the D.A.R.E. program propaganda. <laughs> Um, no, well, I mean, uh, my own family, um, my whole family probably didn't buy that propaganda. I myself come from, you know, a, a very broken family, like most people do, that deals with addictions and problems. And so um, more than anything, I've seen that the legal forms of drugs have destroyed, you know, families mm -hmm. and continue to. And um, so I'm just I'm just really ready for a balance 
um, here. I'm, I'm ready for the people that are that are being prosecuted for this plant to um, to join the other side of living and healing yeah. and freedom. And so I just I'm I'm here to spread that message. And um, yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited that you know the temperature and the language is at the as is where it's at now. Yeah. And you know we can actually have these conversations because we've been having these conversations in the dark. And I don't want to be in the dark anymore. I want to be in the light. Yep. So, yep. I agree. Uh, no, no more hiding it under a bushel. <laughs> That's right. Well, I appreciate you coming on today and sharing about Texans for Safe Access. And we'll make sure we list all the links on today's show notes page so folks can go out there and check it out. And I'll, uh, if you'll send me the link for your GoFundMe page, I'll include that as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that, Rachel. And thank you so much for having us. And, and we look forward to uh, working more with you oh, and, yeah. and helping. Thank you for helping us get patients' um, stories out. It's just it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, thing you're doing. So thank you. The more we can get these stories out, that the more people actually realize, no, there are medicinal benefits. You need to to see past the lies you've heard your whole life and, and, and look at these patients or listen to their stories and see how their lives have been transformed by a plant. That's right. That is right. Well, thanks a lot, Nico. I hope you have a great rest of your week, or I guess weekend now, right? That's right. I'm heading out to the garden to start living. <laughs> Perfect. Well, keep those squirrels out of it. Thank you so much, Rachel. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. If you weren't able to catch all the webpage addresses that Nico mentioned today, go out to today's show notes page, CannabisHealsMe.com slash 28, and we'll have a link to all of those websites that Nico mentioned during our conversation today. If you want to share your story and you would like to do it in a video form, then reach out to Nico. If you've already shared your story with us, share it with them. Reach out to them and they're doing a video series, which I think is incredible that we're able to, we have all these methods that we can share this information, that we can get it out to people because some people like to listen to podcasts. Some people would prefer to sit down and watch a video. So all these different media and forms of getting the word out is is incredible it's it's a it's a wonderful day and age that we live in today so if you want to have your story shared in a video format reach out to nico and she can uh, she can help you with that in texas and then you can also reach out to americans for safe access because there may be people in other states doing something similar to what nico is doing if you're in another state and you you want to have your story shared on a podcast then reach out to me podcast at cannabishealsme.com Thank you so much for listening today. We will be back again on Monday to share another healing story. I spoke to Jennifer Conforti out of Georgia about her daughter's struggle with self-harm and how cannabis was able to help her. Oh, one more quick thing, an exciting development. House Bill 1365, which expands the Texas Compassionate Use Act, has unanimously, unanimously, not a single person in the committee voted against it. It passed out of the Public Health Committee. And so it is on its way to the full House floor. And hopefully Dan Patrick and some of the, quote, conservatives will not stand in the way of this bill getting onto the Senate so that it can be voted on. So reach out to your reach out to your representative tell them to support house bill 1365 if you live in texas another bill that you need to tell them to support is house bill 
63, which decriminalizes possession of cannabis under one ounce of cannabis. So House Bill, thir- House Bill 1365 and House Bill 63, you need to be reaching out to your representatives and tell them that you want them to support this legislation. On the other side, on the Senate side, you need to ask your legislators to support Senate Bill 156, which is the companion bill to House Bill 63 about the about decriminalizing possession of less than an ounce. And then the companion bill for House Bill 1365, which expands the Texas Compassionate Use Act, is Senate Bill 90. So your senators need to support Senate Bill 156 and Senate Bill 90. Your representatives in Texas legislator need to have them support House Bill 63 and House Bill 1365. So that is some exciting news to hear that both of these bills, which I didn't tell you all when House Bill 63 got out of the committee, but both of those bills have survived the committee and now there will eventually be up for vote on for a vote by the full Senate, by the full House of Representatives. And then we need to get these companion bills over on the Senate side to come to the floor, but Dan Patrick's office doesn't sound like he's going to cooperate there, so we need to make sure we call and put some pressure on his office. I will put links in the show notes page so that you can go out and contact your representative by email. You can also, a great way to contact them is by telephone, and then you can also send letters, and I'll also put a link so that you can contact Dan Patrick's office, because we need to put some pressure on him as well, because Texas does Texas needs to be a leader in cannabis, not, uh, not, you know, the, the people in dead last place. So anyway, that's exciting news and a great way to go out on the weekend. So y'all have a great one. We'll see you back on Monday. Thanks a lot. Bye. Hit the subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode of the Cannabis Heals Me podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you're using. Do you have a suggestion for a guest on Cannabis Heals Me? Send an email to podcast at CannabisHealsMe.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please do not take any information from Cannabis Heals Me or its guests as medical advice. Contact your licensed physician before taking cannabis or using it for medical treatments.